Hi, friends. Welcome to God Stories. I am your host, Cassie, and I am so glad that you're here with me today. This is where I have on my friends, both new and old, to share their God stories. From the big, aha, miraculous, life-changing moments to the ordinary, everyday moments that are oftentimes the very extraordinary, life-changing ones. My hope is that you're encouraged. My hope is that you're sometimes challenged. My hope is that you feel welcome and enjoy today's episode. Hi, friends. Welcome to God Stories. I'm sitting down with Courtney Shelby, who I just had the privilege to meet. Uh, We met through Tarsha, who was on my podcast last. Welcome, Courtney. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Would you go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners? Absolutely. Um, My name is Courtney Shelby. I am a mom of three boys, uh, twins that are 18, one that is four. I'm happily married to Joshua Shelby, who serves as a youth youth pastor and a teacher. We're both teachers. Um, So that's just a little bit about me. I'm the baby girl. Um, I have two older sisters. And so, you know what they say about the babies, we're very spoiled. (laughs) That's awesome. And how cool that you have different seasons going on with your kids right now, four years old, probably entering elementary soon and leaving high school, right? Absolutely. So my twins just graduated yesterday or the day before Monday from high school. So getting ready to get them off to college. And then the four-year-old is pre-K. He attends my campus. Oh, so, neat. yes, I'm living the drastic extremes right now and trying to enjoy it. That's amazing. Well, I know a lot of your God story you mentioned uh, revolves around your kids. So I'm going to let you just go ahead and dive in and tell us about that. Absolutely. So picture this um, years ago, um, single girl graduated from college, living my life. I already was a lover of the Lord. Um, you know, just that good old traditional raised in the church, went to church, went to Bible study, all of those things. Um, I would say I was um, a normal teenager, didn't get into too much trouble. A normal young adult didn't get into too much trouble. Um, You know, really just went to college, graduated, started teaching and really was Um, starting to dive into like the dating world. Like, what is this like? I would say in college, I was very sheltered, um, didn't really date too much, kind of hung out with friends and went to school, of course, liked the boys, um, but a little afraid of that, um, diving into those relationships. And so here I am graduated, um, you know, feeling very grown, wanting to be grown and, uh, you know, having friends around me that were doing very uh, grown things that I had not yet experienced. And um, in college, I feel like my relationship with the Lord was very surface level. Whereas I say that to say, um, you know, I, I went to church, I did the Bible studies. Um, I'm a music girl, so I listen to Christian and gospel music all the time. I can't say um, that my relationship was one of need for God yet. It was more of like compliance, being obedient. This is the way that I was raised. This is the way that things should be. So um I was a virgin all through high school, all through college, and 
I can't say now, looking back, that I was a virgin because I know that that was what God wanted me to do to wait for marriage. It was more um, out of fear of the unknown, right? And so I kind of latched onto that. And, you know, I was, I was proud to be a virgin and, and to not um, have taken that step outside of marriage. Um, and so get to grown adults doing grown things, being around my friends that were kind of doing some of those things that didn't quite line up um, with the word of God. Um, I got, I wouldn't even say swayed. I think it was just more out of a lack of obedience and a need for God. Because remember I said it was kind of a surface level relationship. Um, I decided to have premarital sex and it was not the best decision, was not the best decision looking back. Um, but I feel like it got me to where I am now. And so was ugh, this no, a boyfriend? It, this was a boyfriend. This okay. was a boyfriend. And so um, I, uh, I, I learned a lot of lessons from just that decision. And I feel like as um, a 40-year-old now, that decision going against um, God's word, God's plan for my life, kind of stepping out and doing my own thing was really my first big awakening um, to God drawing me closer to him if that makes any sense. It makes total sense. I was going to ask you, did that kind of launch you into your need for God? It totally did. Um, so I got pregnant with the twins um, from this premarital relationship. Now, of course, back in the times you get pregnant, what's going to happen? You get married. This is what the parents wanted. It wasn't so much what I desired. I did love um, the boy's dad. We were in love. It was young love. Um, but I, I, I did not feel that that was what we should have done. But we did. We got married. Um, I was married before I had the boys. Um, that relationship did not work um, because it was not to be. It just was not to be. And so we were uh, married for maybe a year or two. And then we went our separate ways. So let me go back to the boys, because this is really where God just shows himself to be who he is. <laughs> okay, so I'm pregnant with the boys. I'm having twins. I'm nervous. I, of course, I've never had kids before. I don't even really know what to expect. But there's a little bit of excitement or um a blessing that there's twins like, Oh my goodness. Yes. I've done this thing that I should not have done. I stepped out of, out of the wheel of God, but look how God has showed up in the midst of this awfulness that I should not have done and blessed me with twins. You're going to give me two, two babies. Oh my goodness. And so during this time, I'm starting to um, read the word more. And like I said, you know, I had gone to church. I'm a churchgoer every Sunday. I go to Bible study. But really um, that deeper relationship, creating that need for him. So being in the situation where everything is foreign, that's where the first tug was, right? So it's like, 
I really need to get in my word. I need to delve deeper into what God's plan is for me. Now I've done this terrible thing. Now, where do I go now? Because God isn't going to forsake us. In the word, it says that he's with us always. So even when we sin, which he knows that we're going to do, he's going to be there for us. And so during those times, um, it's really about stopping and just digging deep with God so that you can hear from him so that you know the next path of where he wants you to go and how he wants to direct your life. And so that's where the pool, the first pool came. So I'm 26 weeks. I go into labor. Now, this means nothing to me because remember, I am a first time mom. I have no idea what these weeks mean. Like, how many weeks am I supposed to be? I don't know. Six months? I, should I be going into labor? Is this normal? My doctor is like, no, it is not. You have to get to the hospital right away. So here I am, you know, teachers, you'll feel this. I'm like, my class, I can't leave them. I'm not prepared because the boys were not supposed to arrive until June and it's March. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't have any lesson plans. We have the end of the year, you know, all the teacher things. Um, and so I get to the hospital. They're like, you have to stay. So I stay in the hospital, guys, for two weeks, trying to keep the boys in. They're, you know, pumping me full of stuff for their lungs because at that age, that's the biggest thing that they're worried about is that their wow. lungs are not fully developed. So they stay in for two weeks and then they come. I have them. They are 26 weekers. They fit in my hand. Um, I remember uh, the doctors coming in and telling me like, this is very serious. Usually both of the twins don't make it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like really serious. I'm like, you know, crying and trying to talk to my mom and my sisters. Everybody was there for me, all my friends. And um, so the babies come and um, of course I have a C-section. They whisk them off and they're like, they're doing well and we want you to go see them, but you need to rest. And so my mom, she wouldn't let me go see them um, at first. And so I wake up one morning, I remember all my friends are there and I'm like, girls, what are y'all doing here? What's going on? And my mom's like, we're all going to take you to go see the boys. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, what's, you know, the big deal? And we get there and just, you know, tears, tears, because you just can't imagine, um, you know, these little babies and these incubators, and it just looks so frightening. And my mom knew, thank God, she's a believer too. She knew that I would need the support of my friends that day to get through that moment of seeing them in there. Um, so I bless her for that. Um, okay, so I'm in the hospital. I see the boys. I'm just trying to get it together. They stay for three months. Wow. Three months. And so this is really where God and I start to connect. Go ahead. You're driving back and forth to see them. Okay, wow. Every day. So the only day that I would not go see them was on Sunday. Okay. That was my day of rest. So I would go to church. Of course, I would go home. And you know, back then, and I'm sure now too, you could call the nurses at any time, call all day. They would answer, give you updates. And so that's what I did on Sunday. I just physically wouldn't drive there. Yeah. Then Monday, back at it. I was there in the NICU all day with them. I'd go home, dinner, all of that stuff. So during this time is when um, God really began to speak to me about the plan he had for my life. 
and reassuring me that what he started, he would complete. That I didn't have to worry about the boys um, passing away. I didn't have to worry about them not making it. They would make it, but it would be a journey that I would have to go through. And I feel like in our Christian lives, sometimes um, we believe that the journey is going to be easy or that it's not going to cost us any tears or any pain. And that is not true. Sometimes God requires of, requires of us to be in a painful place, but he is going to be there with us. And I think that's what the joy is, is that, yes, my physical body is suffering. My heart is hurting. I've now gone home without my babies, you know, as a new mom. Um, but he was there with me every step of the way and so faithful in his love for me um, during this time. And I feel like that is where the God story between him and I began, the love affair of needing him every day to get there and get back, to leave them with the nurses and trust in the doctors. Um, I could only do that if I trusted God. And so that's where we begin to have the relationship to grow up. I trust you with this. Yes, I know you've gifted me with it. You've given me it, but I'm giving it back to you to know that you are going to do the great work building that trust with him. And I think that only became because of the situation with the boys. I feel like, and maybe, you know, this isn't true, but I feel like everybody goes through a certain experience that God has orchestrated to develop that trust. And it's usually built around something painful or something that doesn't go right. Um, because I feel like if we never experienced the pain or the hurt, we wouldn't draw so close to him, right? I feel like he uses that to draw us in, um, with our fleshliness, you know, that he, he wants us to know that he is the great I am and that he is the only way it's through him. Mm -hmm. And so I just honor him for that time in my life because now that I'm 40 and those things have passed, um, I still hold true to trusting in God and believing that he's going to complete a good work. Like it says in his word, whether it's looking good or not. And a lot of times it doesn't look the best. It doesn't look the best, but that's life. Yeah. And so I feel like I live with that mantra. And so when I'm at work and things aren't going right, I'm like, if God has ordained this, he will purpose it to work for his good. He's going to work it out. Let's just be patient. And I feel like that seeds over into how I deal with my husband, our marriage, um, the kids, and then just my outside um, relationships. Courtney, I'm so glad that you said that because I do feel like a lot of people think that when you become a Christian, that means it's going to be easy. And then when something hard happens, they think, why did God do this to me? Or God must not be as good as I thought he was when in fact it wasn't him. Right. And we have a really, we have a real enemy too. <laughs> And so I'm so thankful that you said that and just the part about trusting God really, and that we can draw near to him and he always draws near to us. I love that. I'm so thankful that you shared. Yes, absolutely. I, I totally agree. 
um, the drawing near is, is just so important. And I think, you know, it's, it's a part of my story about why I love him and why um, I serve him. Um, I worship him. Why at the end of the day, you know, it's him in my mind that I'm running to um, because he's the one that, that gives us the peace, the strength. Um, and yes, that good old enemy is there and he is real. And the only way that he sits over there quiet is worship and telling God that he reigns. You do not reign. You do not reign um, because he is ever present and he is there waiting to seek, kill and destroy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I want to ask just because I'm curious, when did you meet your current husband? Oh, this is such a great love story too. Um, I met a Josh uh, in about uh, 2017. I think we've been married 16. Uh, we've been married six years now. I could be a little off, maybe five. Don't tell him that. Oh. Um, he's a he's great with with dates. Um, but I met him when the boys were about nine. Uh-huh. So I spent a long time being single. Um, and trying to be single the right way because I had learned my lesson. Um, But that didn't mean that I didn't fall short. I fell short lots of times. Um, But I think the ultimate lesson was it didn't take me to learn that lesson again. Um, And that there were other lessons that God was building in me about self-esteem and your worth, right? Um, And not being overwhelmed with what you see in the world during that time. Um, just follow your path. And just because she has, you know, a husband and you don't yet, you just, you stay true to the path that I have you on. You serve where I tell you to serve. Um, and so that was my lesson during that single time. But I met Josh at church, of course. Um, my husband is much younger than me. We're 10 years apart. And so we genuinely started off just as friends because I never thought he would be interested in me. Because I'm older and I have kids and he was much younger, no kids. And so we generally had a friendship for about a year. And then I started telling my sisters, I think he likes me. Like, I think he does, but I'm not sure. My sisters were just cracking up. And eventually um, we did discover that we liked each other and we started dating and um, we eventually got married and moved to San Antonio. That's how I ended up here. And then about a year after we got to San Antonio, we had um, our, our last son, Harper. Oh, I love that so much. I love that y'all met at church too. Yeah, we met at church. He was a youth pastor and um, he mimes at my church and the boys, I wanted them to mime. And so putting all of that together, just God just worked it on out. And it's so funny because um, Josh had been at my church for three or four years. We knew each other. We just hadn't really, you know, gotten in the same circles. So it's funny now that we think about it. That's so cool. Well, thank you so much for sharing your God story. I love it. Um, and it's just really inspiring to hear. You're amazing. Thank you. So sweet. And so I told you, I ask a fun question at the end to all of my guests. Um, if you could sit down with somebody from the past or present and hear their God stories, who would it be and why? That's such a great question. I've piddled over this. So I have two responses, one for the past and one for the present. Okay. For the past, I would love to sit down and talk to Martin Luther King Jr. I feel like we have a great overview of his life and the wonderful things that he did. 
but I really want to know his God story. Mm-hmm. I really want to know that that private, quiet stuff that mm-hmm. we don't know that happened between him and God. Um, Wouldn't as that be he was cool? Working in the movement. Wouldn't that be cool if we could just go back in time and sit in his living room and just really get to spend time with him and his family? I wish we could yes. do that. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, and then present, um, my twins, Jackson and Alex. I am excited and so curious to hear their God story um, because, you know, now they're 18. They've been raised in the church. I feel like their um, story is very similar to mine. They love the Lord. They, they know the Lord. They know all of the covenants and all of the things that we should do, um, but they're still very surface level. And so I'm just you know, excited to see um, how God takes them deeper and how their story evolves with him. That's amazing. I love that you said your sons. That's really cool. Do you think they'll listen to this? They absolutely will because I will make them. No, I'm just <laughs> yes, they will. Um, they will listen to this. They are, um, you know, lovers of their mom as all boy moms are. Um, so they will listen. They are the, now they're getting to the, to the stage where they're like, mom, we've got it. Mom, we've got it. So even when if I have to go to church early or I'm going to someone else's church or just not going to church that morning, um, they will still, you know, get up and go. Um, they know that it's the expectation for them. So that's exciting. Um, that exciting. I want them to find a good home church to visit while they're at college. Like, you know, they, they be at the same college. They are not. They are not. Alex is going to the University of Houston. Uh-huh. I'm back home. Uh-huh. And um, Jackson is going to PV, Prairie View A&M. It's uh-huh. right outside of Houston. So this okay. is the first time that they are not together. Wow. Mm-hmm. My That's mommy nice. heart is very concerned. That's nice. They're not too, too far away from you. Yes, I'll be able to get to them and they'll be able to get to each other. Um, yeah. I think it's been my greatest fear with sending them off to college. I'm totally fine with releasing them um, because God has them in his hands. But them not being together has been my quiet crying moments is because they're not going to be together. And I am worried about that. But the Lord has spoken a whole bunch of things to me about that. Amen. Good. Well, thank you so much for sharing, Courtney. Absolutely. It was a joy. Yes. Thank you so much. It was a joy. And I was excited to share it. Um, I'm like, I have a story I can share. (laughs) I know. I love when you said, when you told Tarsha, she sent me a screenshot of y'all's text and where you said, I want to share my God story. (laughs) I love it. I was super excited. It was so nice to meet you. Thank you so much for including me in your podcast. I appreciate it. Such a blessing. Oh, thank you, Courtney. Friends, thank you for listening today. If you enjoyed the episode, I would love if you could share it with a friend. If you could give a rating and review on Apple or wherever you listen to your podcast, that would be amazing. That way, when other friends come across it, they know to listen too. You can stay connected with me on Instagram at God Stories with Cassie. Love you guys so much. Have a great day.